All right. Man, when you accept a call on Zoom, I, I forget. Because usually I'm initiating, you know, for my podcast because I don't really know why with web because on Trilogy in Theory, uh, hello, welcome to Offscreen Death where I'm going to promote all my other ventures. Um, I don't know why he never initiates the call <laughs> since he, he edits that show. It's really like more, you know, his his bag. Uh, something like Sober Cinema, I feel like I have to or the other two don't know how. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they know how to pick up the well, phone. one of them forgets, <laughs> the other never learned. I mean, right. it's... <laughs> uh, but I, you know... When you call me and Dave, because you you know how to work, you know a computer and modern technology, I forget how many different times you have to tell Zoom. Uh, yes, video is fine. Yes, use this for my audio source. Like, good God, like come, like I don't remember this with Skype. I just feel like when you answered with Skype, you just answered and you were good to go. Yep, the good old days. Yeah, now you you got to be a little smarter to use Zoom. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> I'm sure it's probably modern uh, security concerns and you know the pandemic. Uh, they want to make sure like you are agreeing to all of this, right? Not in the good right. old days, though. you know what you don't have to be smart to do, Mike. What's that? Watch Mama. Mia. Oh no, that's, the that's, hate that's has that's begun. What you to do. Jeez. <laughs> Every girl has a dream. I want the perfect wedding, and I want my father to give me away. Look at my baby, your whole life ahead of Every family. I read Mom's diary. Has a secret. And I have three possible fathers. Oh. My. God. Every wedding. Which one did you invite? Has a few surprises. You always knew how to make an entrance. Three guys around the same time. <laughs> you shady lady. The last time I saw your mother, she said she never wanted to see me again. There has got it in for me. I bet it's my mother. Take a trip down the aisle. Don't father here. You tell me. You'll never forget. Sophie! Your father! What? Typical. You wait 20 years for a dad and then three come along at once. Universal Pictures presents. Coming to my wedding, and I have to tell two of them are surplus, only which two. You can dance, you can dance, no are you getting any? What do you mean? Slept with hundreds of men. Watch that scene. I haven't slept with hundreds of men. Dig in the Mama Mia. You sound like having fun already. Oh, we are. I used to have fun. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I want to say like so. I know Mike pretty well. Yep. Um, and but every once in a while, Mike surprises me with his choices. Like if you had given me a million dollars to guess what, not even what movie, but what type of movie you would choose, jukebox musical 
based on Mama Mia, or ba- that's not what I would have expected. Like ABBA, really? That's what we're. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't even know what a jukebox musical was until this. Uh, so I'm assuming uh, the meaning of it is they take uh, previously recorded material and just graft it on. Yeah, to... and and usually one artist, right? Okay. Sometimes a variety of artists, but a lot of times, for, you know, there's a right now there's a Tina Turner musical on Broadway. Like they do mm. this all the time. So it's, it's terrible it's as touristy. this would sound. It would be like if they, if they took Goodwill Hunting to Broadway, it would be the musings of Elliot Smith. They would try to do yeah, exactly. to that. Ex- exactly, yeah. So it's it's a thing that Broadway does to like bring in tourists, right? If tourists come in and they're like, I want to see a Broadway musical, but I don't really like art. I don't really like talent, uh, but I really like ABBA. Uh, they'll be like, okay, I know all these songs. It's an easy buy-in for these folks. So, so that's what you, And Mamma Mia was not only a a hit in terms of a movie, but also a dramatic hit on Broadway as well. Like this made a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So, but you picking it is maybe the most surprising thing I've gone through on a podcast in quite a long time. Yeah. And I remember it, um, being, well, I don't know if it was a surprise box office success. I think maybe to the extent, uh, that was the, uh, fifth highest grossing film of 2008, and I believe yeah. it opened against, at least in the States, uh, The Dark Knight or around – it was very close, maybe a week off. So, um, Just a natural double feature. Just <laughs> – You know, pretty smart uh, counter-programming if you have – you know, mm-hmm. I have to admit I'm not playing an age or uh, some sort of sexist card here. Uh, I was never really uh, invested in the uh, ABBA uh, fandom. I like you know even even watching this now I'm like oh yeah that's uh, those are their songs I know I know a couple of those things um, yeah. so I think you're going for a very specific audience uh, which unfortunately now would probably just end up you know being a Hulu or Amazon premiere yeah. or something this would um, never be in theaters <laughs> no way yeah <laughs> yeah um, I missed it I you know uh, I believe the girl I was dating at the time i think she might have <laughs> gone to see it without me i don't think she asked hey like hey you're a movie person you'll see i think it was like hey this one's for me and my girlfriends <laughs> and that's fine and certainly yeah. when you get to the end credits my goodness you can tell this was designed for like a theater ladies night out because yeah. they do the song they do like a uh the, the movie's over but here's meryl and company just singing with like a black background and then meryl sure. like she gets into it. She's like, you want some more, don't you? Want some more? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't. Please stop. Like, okay, so I don't think that this is a good movie. It Almost on any level. It's it's nice to look at. There's mm-hmm. beautiful scenery going on. Um, all I kept thinking about this movie is like, man, I'm really happy, happy for Meryl. She seems to be having a really good time. Like, she seems to really be going for it. And kind of everybody. Like, you film in a place like this and you're just like, ah, none of us are really professional singers, but let's let's go for it. We're all better than Pierce Brosnan, so it's it's going to be fine. I was aware of that. I, I, that was one yeah. of the, the – and I what I <laughs> was not aware of, I guess blissfully ignorant to, was – how many songs he gets? I thought he had one song. And it's like okay, they kind of no. tried to hide him, but that character he's has got to sing two or once. Three. No, he's the he's sort of the primary, uh, I guess, male vocalist here. Yeah, but it's interesting. Anytime I noticed that I didn't notice because I'd seen this once before. Um, I never saw the the sequel, but I did see this one. And I'm watching it this time, and I realized like the sound mix 
man, they really pump up the instrumentation when he's singing. <laughs> They're like, let's let's drown mm-hmm. him out a little bit. Everyone else, they kind of bring it down. Amanda Seyfried is singing, or Meryl is singing, and she's good enough, right? So it's going to be fine. But when Pierce is singing, man, let's bump up the bass. Let's bring in the guitars, because you do not need to hear this. It is on par with um, Russell Crowe's performance in Les Miserables, another very upsetting casting choice. A little more charitable to him, at least the conceit with that film was they they were going to record them singing as if they were giving a performance, right? They didn't go back right, into the right. studio and give you the best cut. So <laughs> that's what I was watching this yeah. this morning with my wife who has seen it, I think, a few times. And she just like could not wait for my reaction to Pierce Brosnan. But her thought was... <laughs> Just so staring is, at you across the couch. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> and I'm like, man, just, I don't know. Just take Whoa. your shirt off. Just show us your hairy chest. Yeah. And agreed. Will, which he agreed. does at one point, but you know, it's yes, like too yes, little too late. Yes. Um, but she, she <laughs> stated, she's like, you've so already is, ruined it. It's you spoken. Just shut up. <laughs> I can't even see that sexy carpet anymore. just cause I'm imagining it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she, she made the point like, okay, so this was like the best. <laughs> possible version like, right right this is your best together. cut yeah and also to like be nicer to russell crowe ling is, is a much more challenging piece of music than ooh, pop ooh. music is you know attack the advocates here um, yeah they know their bubblegum nonsense shut up <laughs> i just pulled up as uh my zoom background because i realized i had not for our little album recording I, I guess i just didn't download anything from mama mia which is Odd because of all the things we've covered, it's by far the most popular thing on our list yeah. for this session. And so I, you brought up the sequel, which I also forgot existed, but was a, a big hit. Like I guess a ten-year anniversary. Did you notice uh, when you pulled this up on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know if you have it up. I needed it because I wanted to look through all the attacks on my choice. Me and Meryl, <laughs> just you know, taking taking fists from these internet trolls. <laughs> but if you type in Mamma Mia, the very first thing is Mamma Mia 10th Anniversary Edition. I'm like, this has a separate entry to Rotten Tomatoes? Did Was there like a Mia Culpa? Oh, yeah. That people were like, that. you know, what's better than I thought? I was mean to it 10 years ago, but in 2018, not that bad. 55% though for the original well, version. on the 10th anniversary, all you have is an audience score. There's no tomato meter. There's there we go. Reviews. Get rid <laughs> so... of the critics. No one cares. Shut up. I I love that, like, even with the title of the second one, they're telling you, like, yeah, this is bullshit. It's literally called Here We Go Again. Like, just, you know, buckle in. We're we're doing more ABBA. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'm I'm being probably slightly ageist. Uh, The podcast uh, peeps will not uh, notice, but I, I have, unfortunately, I guess the sequel version where it's the younger versions of the characters who have... <laughs> the same exact haircut <laughs> as their older versions like what <laughs> yes um have you seen the sequel are you aware of no no oh no, no oh it, it took not. me I, I don't know it took me a long time to even get around to this one where it's like it it felt like okay well you know meryl's in it so i guess I, i'll check this out like i felt like i was and, you know i did it to myself i want to be that make that clear but i feel i felt like i was doing it under duress like because uh, i'm not a big abba fan i'm not a big jukebox musical fan and the plot in this is stupid like it's just it's uh you know it's you know for those who don't know the plot of this movie that made hundreds of millions of dollars 
basically there's a, you know, Meryl Streep's daughter is getting married and she wants her father there, but she has no idea who her father is. And she finds her mother's old diaries and it's one of three men. So she invites them all. Uh, and let's see how this plays out as someone who is planning a wedding right now. This girl should not be able to legally get married. Like, mm. this is a terrible idea. This is, like, nothing good comes of this plan. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, maybe just a conversation with uh, Mama Meryl um, saying, hey, this is, yeah. you know, something that's weighing on me. Like, right, this is really important to me. What can maybe, we do? Maybe, uh, you know, we have the technology now. Maybe just a, a DNA test will just uh, right. knock this right. out just because I want to know for sure. Uh, we don't have to yeah. think about it. We could just... I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you can... Our previous film, we we applauded it for how it it handled, uh, you know, icky and traumatizing situations. Uh, the, the grounded nature of it. Mm -hmm. Can't really have a grounded jukebox musical, as you call it, an ABBA oh. um, sing along. Um, so I don't really have a problem with it. I will admit uh, they didn't really handle the like. <laughs> I guess the uh, there's a line. Um, that Meryl has about uh, she's not going to be muscled out by an ejaculation, which I, I, I quite liked. Um, <laughs> <That's> good line. <laughs> but uh, I did think that there would be a little bit more meat on the bone as far as the ejaculation mystery is because they, they leave right. it so long for the wedding itself um, to start having the, uh, you know, sticky conversations that I thought is is Meryl's character of Donna gonna give anything here? Like, does she does she have any input? Does she care one way or the other as far as right. like? Because now, if this is something her daughter wants, uh, this is gonna be a former lover that will, in some ways, be involved in her life as well. And she's sort of defiant with her friends. Like, and it actually that's probably the one of the most charming things about the movie is as obnoxious as some of the. The music sequences are. I'm not a musical guy. Dave knows this. And, You're not. <laughs> and uh, they really lean into how goofy it, it all is. Um, and at a certain point, I guess that, they, you know, I'm like in a cult. I'm like, I guess I'm I'm fine with this. We just have a bunch of shirtless dudes you just dancing on the dock for the daughter's amusement. Whatever. Now, now we all jump in the water. <laughs> there are multiple sequences where people just jump in the water. Sure. Celebrate it. It's a great way to end the song. Like we're just like, we have no way to move this normally <laughs> into the next scene. So we're just going to dive into the water in the Greek Isles. Cause that's what you do. But yeah, I thought there'd be a little bit more um, in regards to Meryl Streep uh, as far as which, maybe which of these men meant more to her. Uh, we actually get, surprisingly, from my point of view, a lot more talking from the men as far as what yeah. that relationship meant to them. And she spends most of the runtime sort of running or sort of laughing <laughs> away from all this. Why are you here? Yes. Um, I don't know if all that, I mean, Dave doesn't either, save for the uh, the sequel, which um, I had it in my head that it was a prequel only, but I guess it's some sort of hybrid thing. I know we go back to like the young Meryl days. So do they, do they? Answer the question, What you know, finally, what's in the hatch? Like, which one? Right. Who's ejaculate? <laughs> I mean, all I, all I keep, every time I think about the fact that there's a sequel, I'm like, how many more ABBA songs are there? <laughs> Stop <More>. it. <laughs> Always more. But you, you bring up the guys, and actually, that's some of my favorite stuff, is the the three guys together, like just hanging out, trying to figure this out, like hiding in the, in the tree house or whatever, and trying to figure out their past with them. And I kind of like that. None of these guys are terrible. You know, it very easily could have been like one of these guys is the obvious heel 
And you don't really have that here. They're they're all nice guys. Well, they're for the, the right reasons. Or at least that was my expectation that he was. Yeah, yeah. And, the but they all one. own up. They all are just kind of like, you know, even if I'm not your dad, I still am. And I'm willing to stand in that place. And they're all honorable dudes. And it's nice. They're very enthusiastic to be the father of Amanda. Is it Seifert? Seifert? I always mispronounce her name. I don't. Yeah. You know, and I always tell myself before I record, because she's in, you know, I like her work. She's in a lot of stuff. I'm going to get a a talk show clip and see how they introduce her. I never do. It's (laughs) never never do it. Never do it. Um, I think it's Seifert, but, you know, don't don't quote me on that. I don't know. That's not a pleasant sounding name either. Not like Streep. You're never going to be Meryl. Meryl Streep. That's, that's a, right. That's a good... You're never going to be Meryl. And yeah, I didn't Boy, complain at all true? about uh, Scar Scar, which I'm probably butchering the, <laughs> the well, Swedish yeah. pronunciation, I'm sure. Um, good good family stock there, uh, which I would not uh, expect. Yeah. Looking at him, yeah. I would not. Yeah, I don't know how you went from, <laughs> no offense, Dylan, you're a decent looking man, but like how, how, Alexander... Like, Did you like in the taller, film that they he's... they never they don't show any of them as their like younger versions that it's just they put them in a wig they just it's goofy I mean they just I, stay with that tone I, the yeah whole time. and like it fits the movie do I like it that's a different question <laughs> no but like is it is it is it the appropriate you didn't move like for this movie Colin Firth yes. and they like choker you didn't like the studded collar yeah, like horrible just the worst <laughs> just the absolute worst. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the choice fits the movie. Absolutely. And it's, there's actually a review. I think it's from Peter Bradshaw who kind of talks about like a sage person once said, never trust a movie where the actors are having a better time than the audience. And Mamma Mia is definitely yep. that kind of movie. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth Turan of Los Angeles Times. Okay, Turan. Um, Anthony Lane of the New Yorker said the legal definition of torture has been much aired in recent years. And I take Mamma Mia to be a useful contribution to that debate. Jesus God! <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, it's his, like a his review. Do I, do I love it? It's a harmless movie. It's fun. His review it's is not ridiculous. right next to on Rotten Tomatoes. Richard Roper's, which just says a lot of fun. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's probably the most accurate review of this. Like, it is fun. Like, do I need to watch it again? Absolutely not. Like, unless you are, unless you're like an ABBA super fan, like I can't imagine coming back to this over and over again, even if like me, you love Meryl Streep, there's, you know, but I, I liked her, her girlfriends in this. They were clearly having a good time as well and getting theirs and good for them. And I like the fact that we have a movie where there are women are more sexually aggressive than men in this movie. They are really going for it. And you have a, you know, you have what ends up being a gay character in this movie, like you find out Colin Firth, like that's the only woman he's ever been with because he has figured out his own sexuality. And it's a nice little twist. And I, and I think it works. Um, if I can't and... have Meryl, I'm just going to bang these hot dudes. That's a, that's what, that's, that's right. my alternative. That's that is good a deal. good life motto. Absolutely. They get yeah, shirtless I mean, in that last sequence. I appreciate that. They too. sure do. Yeah, they go for it. And I, I just can't imagine getting that worked up about this movie where you're like, this is torture. I hate this. This is the death of cinema. Like, eh, it's so, fine. It's harmless. Do you think that at the time, it's one of those um, films that critics, I'm not saying they misread it. I'm not questioning, you know, that they're, that <laughs> Anthony Lane really felt like he was being tortured. That may be extreme. And he, he knew he had a good zinger there. But do you, yes. 
Do you think they didn't see the audience re- reaction coming where this was going to become one? Of, I think it was the most profitable film of 2008. Yeah. And I read some little factoid that it remains like the biggest selling DVD in the UK of all time. Yeah. So that yeah. they really missed the window yeah. as far as how audiences were going to react to this. Yeah, about once every five or ten years, there's a movie that, like, completely takes us by surprise with just how popular it is and how – and it it reminds you that regardless of gigantic studios and connected universes, sometimes it's just word of mouth, man. It's just people talking about, like, I had a great time at the movies this week. You should totally go see that movie. And I think that's what happened here. Like, I think you had a bunch of people who liked – ABBA, and you had a bunch of people that liked Meryl Streep, and they all went and saw it, and then they all told their friends, and this movie friggin' exploded, and good for them. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think, but I also think critics kind of missed the boat here. I think it's important to remember that not every movie has the same purpose. That's why rating movies and that kind of thing is usually kind of a waste of energy, because like, Young Frankenstein has a, a very different uh, goal than Vertigo, you know, like these are different movies. So to gauge them based on the same thing is silly. And I feel like if you gauge Mamma Mia on the, on the scales of like, well, let's look at the production value and let's look at the script. Oh, it's such a messy. Yeah, it's messy. It's supposed to be messy. It's, it's an excuse for these people to sing ABBA songs. Were you expecting Tarkovsky here? Like, that's not, that's not what it is. I want to see and sometimes you, you just got to let it go on the Rotten Tomato side saying it's a, uh, mixture between Young Frankenstein and Vertigo. If those two films had a child, it would be <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> Man, if they ever give me Rotten Tomatoes access, I am gonna lo- I'm gonna just ruin that site. Like it's just, <laughs> it's also different. Like the other review you you cited with uh, Kenneth Rand, where you know the the actors or the, the movie itself is having more fun than what we are with our arms folded, uh, you know, just staring stone faced at this. I it wasn't too much of a leap for me to see okay in a packed theater people probably could get swept up in this because it's totally it's a very honest movie about what it is like it tonally yeah. <laughs> I didn't care for it like but right. it was consistent <laughs> in that tone where I'm like all right, all right. they didn't miss on this Dude. they they, I got to tell you, I really wish I could have watched this with you. I really wish I could have been in the same room and just watching you like, Jesus fucking Christ, oh, well, here we go again. I had to debate in my <laughs> head, like, okay, so I'm sure this was better in a packed crowd of, like, either Ava fans or just, you know, ladies night out, that type of thing. Um, on the other hand, I'm like, did I enjoy it more not being in that crowd? Because I think I would have <laughs> yeah, felt... Maybe. It would have been better. <laughs> I would have started to get a little bit enraged, maybe, or, you know, I'm, I'm part of this club, uh, watching it at home, uh, you know, 14 years later on Amazon Prime, and just sort of <laughs> shaking my head when I'm like, man, Pierce Brosnan, they're giving him another at-bat. Like, I thought, you know, he's a pinch yeah. hitter. I can't believe... <laughs> I, I thought uh, Colin Firth would get a lot more play when it came to singing. I don't know. Maybe that's just wrong of me to assume, like, of the three, maybe he's the best. But um, I also didn't mind some of the criticisms that they uh, – I saw some quote. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't uh, give credit here like I could for Anthony Lane and Kent Turan or <laughs> Richard Roper saying a lot of fun, a lot of heavy thinking there <laughs> from one of the thumbs, um, <laughs> saying that it just seems like they just cast – uh, celebrities to do karaoke at a bar. I don't yeah. really mind that. I'm like, okay, so yeah. if it's if it's it's balanced, it's all like you know, Meryl Streep. 
is also not that great as far as like a vocalist or anything. I think that she shines no, above serviceable. the men. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the comparison. Yeah, I find myself wondering, like, you, you brought up this point that it is celebrities singing karaoke, and then does it become a matter of, like, well, do you like the music? And if you don't, you might be in some trouble here. But if they were singing all the songs of The Replacements, Mike mm. might have been like, ah, uh, now this, that's a weird, now this is cinema. That's a weird <laughs> musical. And it's still going to be on an island in Greece Very dour for some reason. And, yeah, why not? <laughs> not in Minneapolis, no. <laughs> Someone's getting married. Um, I mean, it's kind of dare I say it sort of like Shakespearean in a way, like a Shakespeare comedy, like, you know, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. turned into totally. a damn jackass, but we're going to end in a wedding. And it's just hijinks ensue and uh, people no, have information. Absolutely, Mike, I'm so impressed with you. That is, is absolutely a Shakespearean ending. It's like, a, you know, case of, you know, uh, missed identities and it's hijinks everywhere. It's a game of telephone where people are not operating with all yeah. the information that others have. And then at the end... Everyone gets married or doesn't, but they live happily ever after and everything's fine. Like, it's absolutely a Twelfth Night type ending. So, well done, Mike. I'm very impressed. Yeah, that'll be my Rotten Tomatoes quote. Like, we've waited for another work that rivals that of the Shakespeare. The new Shakespeare is here. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Mama Mia. Hey, by the way, you guys have Mandy Moore in here? She is an angel of all angels. I don't know if you guys saw American Dreams that her and I did together. Uh, where I too sing, hopefully better here than I did up there. That was acting. This may be slight singing, but she is just a dream come true. You should hire her on the spot. She's amazing. Anyway, that's my own personal I love Mandy Moore scenario. Let's go, shall we? Before I embarrass myself further. Are we? All right, here we go. I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every man that I see is a potential threat And I'm possessive, it isn't nice You heard me saying that smoking was my only vice But now it isn't true Now everything is new And all I've learned has overturned I beg of you
I think I may leave this for like a post credit, but um, unfortunately for ABBA fans or fans of Mamma Mia, um, I was like, why is the song that I am most aware of in this? Like I've seen this before uh, is between the two young lovers. Um, where they just say, don't go wasting your emotions over and over. And I'm like, how the mm-hmm. fuck do I know this song? That was, <laughs> that I was, see Mike just so angry. Yeah. Why do I know this bullshit? I hate this. Why do I know this? I'm fine with Merrill and company introducing me to all the great Shakespearean works of ABBA. That's fine. I don't like that. There's like an inception. Something has been imprinted in my head. How do I know this part? Cause I know I've not seen this. I've not seen this clip. Right. Um, maybe I saw some of the Pierce Brosnan's things cut up on YouTube, making fun of this yeah, very maybe. handsome man mm. with a great chest. It was uh, a leaked audition uh, from Chris Klein, who I guess was auditioning for that scene for that role as the. What the is young this? Ninety nine from ninety nine from back to Chris Klein and of all that's, people. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like, how insulting is that to fans of ABBA in this film that? Chris Klein's failed, and I do mean failed audition, where he's like singing the song. That's <laughs> that's the part where I'm like, how do I know this <laughs> this movie? Well, now now we know. Was I think he was too old for for that role. Like, I don't know why they were even auditioning him at that point. Uh, he was probably like, well, if he was in American Pie in '99, he was probably what 28 when he was playing high school students. Right. So he's he, he should here. have been auditioning for one of Merrill's lovers at that point. Oh, like, gosh. What are we, what okay. Are we well, uh, here we go. Here, I, I did have this. This was my top. This is my only note, really. Like, top of the list. You got to ask Dave this. So, Uh-oh. okay. If you're Merrill, which one, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not like she has to have a relationship with the father just because they gave, you know, she raised this girl for 20 years without him. So I guess, you know, just for the, the sake of the, the closure, full circle, which one would you hope to be the father? Because if they have to be somehow involved in this grown young woman's life, which one would you not mind having around and possibly having a relationship with? And side question, if you're the daughter, which one would you want to have? If you had to pick, I'd, I'd like to have that person mm. as my father figure. Are those different? Boy, you're, boy, you're good. Yeah, they are different. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait to hear hate who's left out because, entirely because there's a third place. Well, Pierce, Pierce is Pierce is left out entirely. Oh no! Yeah, Dude, I know it's shocking. That's my number one with the bullet. If I'm Meryl, like kill those other two, like the whole fuck Mary kill, execute the other two entirely. I just think I just think Stellan Skarsgård looks like a good time. Like he seems like he's having really? a good time. It's yeah, I yeah, have guessed yeah. that at all. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Looks wise, it's obviously Pierce. But if I got to spend the next twenty, thirty years with someone and getting married, to, I think it's Stellan Skarsgård. I was about to but say, if look, I'm... if Stellan or Colin had shown that they had the chops to, you know, maybe maybe Colin Firth in his younger years could have led the replacements with that sort of punk look that he had. I don't know, <laughs> but they're more, yes, I guess, yes. post punk. Um, <laughs> Neither one of them really excel in the uh, musical theater department, so I'm just going with the hotness. I'm just going with Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> it's fair, but I think if I'm the daughter, I want Colin Firth around. I think I think that's that's the one I would choose. He seems like a good, solid man. Uh, puts up before he shuts up. You know, he puts up the money for the hmm. you know mm-hmm. the process and really stands up, even though he doesn't have to. Even though he is pretty. I mean, I think he's the one who's like, yeah, I probably don't think I'm the father. Like, there's a chance. But even if I'm not, it's fine. Uh, and he's, you know, he's got his own life. He doesn't, you don't have to worry about him, you know, 
coming back into the situation and being weird about it. He clearly has no more interest in hmm. women anymore. I think he thinks a nice guy. You know, I had sorry, Pierce on that too. I went with uh, mm. Stellan because I felt like mm. in the uh, reveal, he's the only one that gets like a proper reveal where he has the they go out onto like the the beach rocks, and it seems like he's the one that gets is already the most emotionally invested in the idea of being her father. Um, sure. It also seems like maybe he's been the most, even in his later years, has still got that sort of like reckless energy. And maybe this is something yeah. that he didn't know that he, he wanted to be domesticated away. I'm just shocked. That that's who you, <laughs> you know, you're Meryl. You're using <laughs> Meryl's sexual gifts and granting them to Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> and not James Bond. I'm shocked by this. I mean, maybe maybe someday Stellan Skarsgård, long lost son, shows up. I mean, I'm just saying. Then you have oh, options. Man. That's okay. A long, the long con. I see. <laughs> that's that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, I, and you know, we're gonna get hate because both of us, I guess, d- dismissed as a lover. Uh, you know, one of the the great, I guess, Jane Austen thespians and and Colin Firth. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seems, like a, Seems eh. like a good dad. Seems like a good dad. I can only say for the men. See, Colin someone, Firth is for the men. The movie makes it very clear. <laughs> as someone who has, uh, I don't want to say forced, but you know, maybe five or six years in, I can say I'm being forced. Uh, I was an initial fan of Love Actually, uh, but now it is uh, it is on the Christmas. Uh, watch list every year annually with my wife and mm. I'm like oh, God. here we but fucking go <laughs> I can say from the beginning that his little plot line in Love Actually was always my least favorite mm. so that I yeah sort of uh, this woman who doesn't speak English and uh, it's gross it's yeah. not great <laughs> yeah and neither you or I want to have sex with him so <laughs> stick with Hugh Grant and sexual harassment at work that's really the the way oh well hey, yeah i guess the way you're you're phrasing it is that uh billy bob thornton as the american president wasn't being too bad he was just moving That's a little right. too fast yes <laughs> a little bit a little bit slow little your bit. roll on sexual harassment <laughs> That's right. you got to got to be smooth about your sexual harassment that's really what we're thank you for listening to off screen death you can follow dave at darn that dave don't follow yeah, me and, at all and next episode we get more Merrill, right this was your pick. Uh, you it yes, was. you did uh, run it past me. Like, are you sure? You sure you want to watch this? <laughs> and it was another. Make sure. I have not seen Sophie's Choice, so I'm doing it for this podcast. Uh, I guess with Mama Mia, it was ABBA and singing, and with Sophie's Choice, it's the Holocaust and you know, spoiler alert, the actual choice itself that always mm. stopped me from like, hmm, that doesn't sound like an evening for me. Not very pleasant. Yeah. Basically the same movie. It's just treat these episodes like a double feature. It's yeah, I fine. can't wait till we get to the end. We're like, so you want to have sex with Kevin Klein or what? Like, you know, which, which. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> All of my emotions feel the same, feel the same. You don't like where this is going. Look away, look away.
Well, the Sky and Sophie World Tour is going to be so tame in comparison. Uh, what? When we get off this island and get out there. What? You, you'd never leave me, would you? Are you kidding? Sophie, you've turned my world upside down. I wasn't jealous before we met. I beg of you. 